0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. A gunman killed 14 students and one teacher at an elementary school in Texas, according to Greg Abbott, the state's governor. Mr. Abbott said the suspected murderer, an 18-year-old man, was killed by police. The massacre in Uvalde, Texas comes on the heels of mass shootings in Buffalo, New York and Southern California earlier this month. Active shooter incidents surged more than 50% between 2020 and 2021 and by nearly 97% since 2017, according to new data released Monday by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Russia redoubled its efforts to take the parts of Donbass still under Ukrainian control by trying to encircle the cities of Severodonetsk and Lysychansk in Luhansk. A poll found that 82% of Ukrainians opposed the idea of offering any territorial concessions during peace talks. Meanwhile, the underground railway in Kharkiv reopened after being used as a bomb shelter since Russia invaded, three months ago on Tuesday. Chinese and Russian bombers capable of carrying nuclear weapons flew over the Sea of Japan while leaders of America, Australia, India, and Japan met in Tokyo. The Quad met in the wake of the White House's equivocation about its stance towards Taiwan. Russia insisted the 13-hour flights were undertaken in accordance with international law. Viktor Orban, Hungary's illiberal prime minister, ruled out considering an embargo on Russian oil at next week's meeting of European Union leaders. His position was revealed in a letter Mr. Orban sent to Charles Michel, president of the European Council, according to the Financial Times. Germany's economy minister said Monday that the bloc was within days of agreeing to an embargo. New home sales in America fell by 16.6% from March to April, suggesting that rising interest rates are cooling the country's overheated housing market. The drop in the seasonally adjusted annual rate from 709,000 to 591,000 homes sold was the biggest monthly decline since 2013. Higher mortgage rates may be reducing buyer demand, but the market remains tight thanks to limited supply and sluggish construction. Moldovan authorities have detained Igor Dodon, the former president and head of the country's pro-Russian opposition party, while he is investigated for corruption and treason. Moldova's anti-corruption prosecutor said the probe is looking into whether Mr. Dodon accepted illicit funds. Spokesman for the Kremlin said the detention was akin to persecuting supporters of friendly, mutually advantageous relations with Russia. Glencore said it would plead guilty to bribery and corruption charges in Britain and America and pay at least $1.2 billion to settle criminal and civil probes there. Anti-corruption investigators in Britain charged the world's largest commodities trader with seven counts of bribery to secure access to oil in Africa. As part of its deal with American prosecutors, Glencore agreed to accept an independent compliance monitor for three years. Shares in Snap, the parent company of the Snapchat app, plunged more than 40% in the morning session. The company cut its forecasted earnings for the second quarter and said it would not meet its revenue targets. Its shares are on course for the worst session since listing in 2017. Other social media stocks, such as Meta and Twitter, also dropped on the announcement. And fact of the day. 2. The number of working petrol stations on the 550-kilometer road from Lviv to Kyiv. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The road to COP27 starts at the G7. Climate change has slipped down the geopolitical agenda in recent months. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has upended the world order and threatened a global food shortage. But ahead of COP27, the United Nations' next climate conference in November, international climate diplomacy is starting up again. It will begin in earnest as a three-day meeting of the G7, which starts in Berlin on Wednesday. At COP27, to be held in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt, countries must work out how to put into practice the commitments made at COP26, held in Glasgow in Scotland last year. That will depend on how much financial support rich countries, which have just shelled out billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine, are prepared to stump up. Several less rich ones, notably India, Indonesia, and Vietnam, are looking for huge packages to help them decarbonize their economies. They see the G7 as the place to hash out a deal. Let the haggling begin again. The official verdict on Partygate A long-delayed report into Partygate, the scandal of boozy parties and ABBA sing-alongs at the heart of the British government during COVID-19 lockdowns, may be published at last on Wednesday. The police have already concluded their investigation into breaches of COVID laws, issuing 126 fines to 83 people, including the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, his wife, and the Chancellor of the Exchequer. The police report was damaging to the government. The new report by Sue Gray, a senior civil servant, could be more harmful still, not least because it will include photographs of the partygoers, glasses in hand. One such snap of Mr. Johnson, released on May 23rd, caused a storm. Known as a fearless arbiter of the code of conduct covering ministerial behavior, Miss Gray is unlikely to hold back in apportioning blame. Mr. Johnson will have to defend himself in Parliament again. It will be a rowdy affair with his very future as Prime Minister at stake. The Cause of America's Baby Formula Shortage Of all the supply problems America has faced over the past two years, this may be the most critical. More than 40% of baby formula is out of stock, putting bottle-fed babies at risk. On Wednesday, a congressional panel will grill Robert Califf, the embattled head of the Food and Drug Administration, to find out what went wrong. The proximate cause was a suspension in production at a factory owned by Abbott, which makes nearly half the country's formula. The FDA ordered the halt because of a bacterial outbreak, although a subsequent inspection failed to prove a link to the plant. But there are deeper questions about why a single closure caused so much disruption. The FDA has been restrictive in approving imports and too slow to anticipate shortages. Another explanation is excessive industrial concentration. Just four companies dominate the market. The government has flown in powder from Europe, but a longer-term solution is needed. Remembering George Floyd The murder two years ago of George Floyd, a black man, at the hands of a white police officer sparked global protests. A video of Mr. Floyd gasping for breath while Derek Chauvin knelt on his neck was viewed around the world. The second anniversary of his death on Wednesday will be marked by candlelight vigils in Minneapolis where he died and beyond. Mr. Chauvin was convicted of murder and manslaughter, and in June received a sentence of 22 years and six months. Three other officers involved were also convicted of civil rights violations. Their crimes also prompted calls for institutional change. More than 30 states have since passed police reform legislation, and many cities have found alternatives to police being sent to nonviolent incidents. But the progress through Congress of George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, a bill that aimed to enforce police accountability, stalled after being blocked in the Senate. Despite public support, reform at a federal level will probably go no further. Starliner's mission accomplished, at least so far. On May 20th, an uncrewed Boeing Starliner arrived at the International Space Station. On Wednesday, it is due to undock and return to Earth. If all goes well and the spacecraft survives the fiery heat of re-entry, it will touch down in New Mexico. Engineers at Boeing, an aerospace giant, and NASA, America's space agency, will be watching with crossed fingers. After the retirement of the Space Shuttle in 2011, Boeing, along with SpaceX, was one of two American companies contracted by NASA to provide flights to the ISS. SpaceX now makes flights regularly. But Boeing's first attempt in 2019 was a disaster. Technical problems prevented the mission from reaching the ISS and nearly doomed the spacecraft. Soon, America may have two ways of getting to the space station, and Boeing, whose reputation has taken a serious knock in recent years, will have a technical success to celebrate. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you with a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers, and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to Quiz Espresso at Economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Wednesday: What is the capital of the German state of Lower Saxony? Tuesday: Which aircraft was the Royal Air Force's main bomber? in its campaign against Germany during the Second World War. Finally, here's the quote of the day, from George Floyd, who died on this day in 2020. I can't breathe. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week.